What's up, guys? Miles here. Before we get in the podcast, we got to let you know we have some brand new hats on the You Betcha website. So go to OUBetcha.com and uh, check out the new hats. We got their bushlight hunting themes. Yep. We got a camo. We got a regular hat with a little orange flare on it. So go to OUBetcha.com. Check out the new bushlight You Betcha collaboration hats. Go there now. Three, two, one. One. Why do you keep doing that to yourself, Ryan? Oh my God, that's cold. Wow. Welcome back to You Betcha Radio Podcast, the coldest podcast in all the Midwest. I'm Miles, the You Betcha guy, here with Ryan, the t shirt guy. We are live here. <laughs> We're not live. <laughs> we are in the We studio. are currently recording here in the Troy Escalade Jackson, Jackson Podcast Memorial Studio. Memorial studio. <laughs> 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 I forgot about that guy. Howard Dean. Howard Dean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go to Des Moines, and then we're going to go to Madison, <laughs> and then we're going to go to Minneapolis, <laughs> and then we're going to Washington, D.C., and we're going to take the White House. And that's where his candidacy for the presidency ended. Ended. Just because he was having a good time. He got he got memed before memeing was a thing. Yeah, if you do that now, he'd be a president for Yeah, it's like a flip flop, right? Back then you're done. Now it's Mm. I want this guy to be my president. Absolutely. Turntables. Ah, the turntables. Um <laughs> office quote. I got that one. Yes! Hey. Yeah. I actually think about that one. I think about that at weird times, oddly. The uh, turntables quote? Yeah, because I, I think of the exact quote and I can never remember the exact quote. Oh, how the oh, turntables. Turn oh, how the turntables have turned. No, there's not. I know. It's the ends right there. Um <laughs> <laughs> office knowledge yeah anyways guys welcome back we're live we're uh we're not no. but we're recording here <laughs> at the studio um we got a like a a very uh random show for you mm-hmm. um we have the professor oh yeah street baller great friend of troy escalade jackson on the podcast today i don't know how we pulled this off i do not know how we were able to get the professor on our podcast but he's here today um that's in the second segment coming up but before we get into that segment we're gonna do what is it uh your favorite place to drink favorite place to drink uh and uh jared I need you to turn my headphones up a little bit. For real? That's why I put my hood up. I started yelling, and then he turned my headphones down, and now I need them back up. Unbelievable. Um, I have maybe the ears of an 85-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially but, after this uh, podcast every week. Yeah. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, best places to drink. I think this is hard because what we're doing, too, the best places to drink, not including a bar or your house. That's tough. Right? Those that's the yeah, asterisks. Yeah. Those are just the easy ones that everyone's gonna say, you know? Yeah. Everyone's gonna say somewhere at their house, the garage, mm-hmm. the backyard. They're gonna say uh at the bar. I mean Duh. standard, right? We know. Throw those out. Ryan. 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 <laughs> yep. Number one. Where is your favorite place to drink? Okay, so I'm gonna spin this outside of the home, but uh Hotel beers. 
and to be more speci- yeah. to be more specific, yeah. shower beers in the hotel room. God, so I'm out on shower beers themselves. I love for- them. But Are I you lo- serious? Hotel See, beer. I knew you, you took stole mine. mine. I told you that. <laughs> right, I'm uh, like the way you reacted, Jared. Just cut that. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna start a segment called "How." Where the best place? Where <laughs> the best place to drink? I'm gonna go with hotel rooms. <laughs> Did you say hotel bar? I said a hotel shower. So different. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, we, that's because we know what he does in a hotel shower. He just in there shitting your pants and drinking beer, <laughs> stuffing down the uh, drain. No, there's just something about like uh, everyone having uh, n- not like a great place to sit. You know, in hotel rooms. Yeah, there's usually like two chairs, and then if you got like six people in there couple people got to awkwardly like lay on the bed yeah. or like sit on the floor. Yes. Or so are you just drink until you're comfortable? Yeah, exactly. So like, but that's why you need booze in a hotel room. But I don't know why it's just like, because you're, you're like, I'm not going anywhere. I can drink as much as I possibly yep. want. All I'm, I'm already laying down. Like, you don't drink in your bedroom at home, right? right. I mean, some people too, I guess. <laughs> but I would, me myself, I'd probably be in the kitchen, living room, dining room area right. if I'm drinking. Rarely do you just lay on your bed and just pound <laughs> beers, you know? Uh, but that's what you're doing in a hotel room. That's yeah. that's the best thing ever. Yeah. Uh, even take like an extra pillow from the other person's spot and prop that up against your back. Sometimes you have Ooh, two, smart. three, four mm. pillows. You, you uh, got the guy who's always uh, using the headboard as a backrest and yeah. sitting upright with his <laughs> legs crossed and in both of his hands crisscross like this over top of the beard because there. <laughs> yep, there's nowhere everyone. to set it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly yeah. what i'm talking about yeah. what, every time so if you're drinking in a hotel room what's the most elite spot to drink in a hotel room like is it at the office table is it in the chair that's tucked back in the corner is it on the bed here's the move you got to get the office chair that's at Correct. the desk you sit in that Feet up on the bed. Yes, correct. Oh, that's good. But it's got it. You almost got to maneuver though, so you can see the TV. Because yep. always, you're yeah. not always be able to see yeah, the. Gotta TV. watch HBO. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Jared. Oh yeah. You <laughs> know they got those <laughs> secret night channels. Night uh, starting at room. you only watch <laughs> yeah. HBO from 10 p.m. on. Yeah. yeah. Secret channels in the hotel room, <laughs> 2 a.m. <laughs> To 5 a.m. <laughs> Girls gone wild. Yeah, no. Commercials. Not even the commercials. You're not going to pay for it. Right. Just watch the commercials. Yeah. I call every hotel like, do you have HBO or not? <laughs> I, I That's like their it. new slogan on like their on their little billboard underneath their sign. It's like, that, do you have HBO? That legit used to be a promo for hotels. Really? HBO here. <laughs> I think uh, another great spot to be is to be not the guy necessarily. I, I like the guys leaning on the headrest or the headboard, but also being the guy who so there's that guy there and then there's another guy that's just laying on his side on the <laughs> yeah. bed with the one arm up and then the one leg up like this yep and then it's just drinking like that you got to drink almost <laughs> sideways it like doesn't go straight down it's like goes into your cheek yeah, yeah. absolutely have um, you ever that's been a good spot to be have you ever been in a hotel room where you you just end up just filling the bathtub with ice and beer no see no. in my mind that's like like a thing that i would love to do but I'm never going to go through the stuff no. to make that happen. No, because eventually you get to a point where you're like, you have every garbage can with a bag out of it and you got four guys going to get ice to fill up the bathtub. Yeah, That's more of like a 20, probably 21 to 23 year old thing. I missed it. I missed it too. I missed it too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. It 
it's cool. The but first time that uh, Tyler ever stayed in a hotel was on one of these trips. So <laughs> he definitely missed it. Yeah. Uh, but I also think back then when we were 21 to 23, there wasn't always fridges in hotel rooms. So we had to pivot to that. True. Um, trying to think if there's any other places to sit in a hotel room, um, on the floor, I guess that's the worst, right? Yeah. You don't want floor because hotel floors are always just like the tiny little layer of cloth and then straight concrete underneath. Yeah. Can we start? Okay. Quad billion dollar idea right here. Big idea. Wow. Let's start a hotel that has fold out chairs in a closet in the hotel room for guests to mm. sit in while they're hanging out in your hotel room. Like any standard card table and chairs at uh your We don't set. need the card table. We just need chairs. But like how any 70-year-old woman has or like family has the card table with chairs underneath the bed for special occasion. Bring them out. Chairs underneath the bed. Underneath great, the bed. Yeah. great Boom. decision. Yep. Like pull would, out chairs. What would you like for the chairs? Are we talking? Do you want like the metal folding chairs, or do you want to get a little more relaxed and like get like a campfire chair? I want the metal folding chairs. Yeah. I think because you don't want to get too relaxed. But they got cup holders in the arms, though. Yeah. Ooh, well, that's a good point. Yeah, but they always like I'm too big of a guy, and it makes me feel like I'm being folded up like a taco. Mm. <laughs> I don't like being tacoed or burrito. <laughs> okay. I don't what know. I don't know what about that's like a, Yeah, that doesn't sound right. I'm, I also was not a, a guy who liked to be tacoed or burritoed like when you're a kid, like getting tucked in. Don't tuck me in. Yeah. What are you trying to trap me for? Uh, don't you, swaddle me. I don't like tucked in on the sides. I like tucked in on the feet. Ooh, no, Tyler. No, 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 no. Tucked wow. underneath no. your yeah. feet? My feet are always out that of the covers. Is, I mean, he also sleeps with his socks, socks on. I don't, I don't see why that's such a big deal. It Do is. you have cold feet? We're not going to rehash that, Tyler. I may be, I, we talked about this. I have bad circulation. Oh, okay. You can take I think some, that means you have a cold heart. That could be it. Well, he does, so. I mean, I couldn't <laughs> be more accurate. Yeah. Might as well just call me WebMD here. He's got a cold heart. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. That's a medical diagnosis. Oh, what's diagnosis? wrong with that guy? He seems to be a little crabby. Yeah, he's got a cold heart. <laughs> cold heart. Yeah. So it's I don't a mean know. spirit. So yeah, I mean, I think we just decided the best place to drink is on a hotel room. Yeah, I think that's pretty damn close. There's not much that beats. What it. were you gonna say, Tyler? Um, it there's similar reasoning for mine. It's the it's hunting camp. Uh, but ah. like it's kind of like the hotel room with the seating arrangement, right? You got one table and the rest is figured out. Yep. Uh, but then you got like, it's the, the vibes of hunting camp also help into it, but it's the same sort of seating arrangement. You got one dude sitting up on the loft, looking down, talking to everybody. Yep. It's, it's yeah, that's mine. That's a pretty good one. You got one guy like sitting on the counter next to the sink. Yep. And, uh, like, ah, get your I'm, ass a, I'm actually a big, uh, I'm a big stand guy in that scenario. Yeah. Lean against the wall. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mostly because at that it means that I got up early at some point and I will fall asleep if I sit in too comfy of a chair. Yeah. Also, when you <laughs> I agree. speed does not <laughs> yeah. I need to stand at a, some sort of hunting camp um, in order to simply just stay awake. And most of the time, too, when you're at hunting <laughs> camp, it's always friends or family. So if you get up, they'll steal your spot. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's gone. I don't give a shit. You got you hold that pee as long as you can because you know your uncle's going to take your fucking chair if you get up. Yep. Also, can we talk about you're at a deer camp, let's say, and you got to take a leak going out like you're drinking. It's warm. You know, like it's, it's always hot. It's, in heated, in, in, it's yeah. heated. But you go outside for that. 
you know, if you're if you're a guy like me, has really got to go. You're outside for about seven minutes, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the stars. <laughs> Yeah, talking you, to squirrels. You never yeah. pee looking down when you're at hunting. No, yeah, you no. always pee with your because, straight up because, in the air. Well, no, because you don't have to aim because you're just using nature as yeah. your bathroom. You know, you don't have to aim. So then you're really just looking around mm-hmm. and just that crisp, crisp fall air oh, just going through your hair. Your uh, you feel it. Your pores. Maybe, uh, you uh, feel it in your pores. You also feel it in your undercarriage. I was just gonna say. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to get there, but I couldn't think of anything else other than hair. <laughs> you feel the the crisp fall air in your undercarriage. Yep. And you just know you're haunting at that. No point. better feeling. Nature's coolant. Yes, absolutely. Uh, peeing outside during fall camp, fall deer camp. <laughs> Uh, That's so specific. (laughs) Jared, let me finish. (laughs) Peeing outside during fall deer camp was nature's first AC seats. And I'll say it there. <laughs> yeah, they finally caught up. With the I will call call the shot right there. Uh, Jared, that was is- the invention of AC seats. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. guy was hunting. He's like, I hey, have big AC He's seats. Like, he felt the cool breeze in his undercarriage. He's like, this would be nice if I had it in my car. <laughs> yeah, Thank but- you. You got to hit. That's where I was. You said it more eloquently than yeah. I did. You got to hit the timeline, though. It's like mid-October to mid-November. Like, that's the time to pee at deer camp. Oh, Because hopefully it's not below zero by then. So it's just cold enough to where you cool down outside yeah but by the end of it you're yes. not freezing cold. you maybe just got like a, a sweatshirt on mm-hmm. you know got a yeah. coat on you're just out there little sweatshirt on and you just cool off then you head back in a lot of times there's a uh uh a fire burning stove or mm-hmm. something keeping the entire place warm yeah not easy to regulate the temperature so oftentimes it just becomes way too hot in there <laughs> yeah. especially when then you got like six people in there if at minimum. And you're drinking on mm-hmm. top of that. So honestly, honestly, if you're not going outside to pee during deer camp, you're you might die of heat stroke <laughs> and heat exhaustion. That's the thing with wood like people who have wood burners is like how hot can we get it in here? It's right. not about like yeah, let's yeah. get this. They think it's a fucking competition. Correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and especially if you're sleeping on a loft, then you are screwed. Yeah, maybe only throw throw some more wood in there when it's like you feel cold. Yeah. yeah. Not not because it's been uh ten minutes. <laughs> Grandpas are like on a mission to see how much wood can I get in this yeah. fucking stove. Yeah. The more wood you burn, the more wood you gotta get the next day. Right. Exactly. And that's Thank why you. it's the old men, because they're too old to be splitting the wood. So they're not thinking about how much work it's going to take to re-split the wood. Correct. Yep. You just have to start splitting it even more so that they use <laughs> it's all no, kindling. Just grab four four logs there, yeah. Grandpa, and then it's like just like little thin little slices twigs. of wood. <laughs> yeah. No, don't use any more than that. One, it's like old people are always colder than everyone true. else. So then yeah. that's probably doesn't help either. Cold hearts. Yep. Yeah. And little circulation in your feet. Yeah. It's weird. Old people, I'm telling you. Yeah. I think you're an old man already, Tyler. All right. We, that's, yeah. You said that in my first episode ever here. That's been established. Established. It's a good word. Hey, got to establish a pee corner at Deer Camp. Yeah. <laughs> right, Ryan? Absolutely. Yeah. Even though Ryan, Ryan wouldn't get, get that it, joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, office reference again, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, another great, great place. Ice house in the middle of the yeah. night on the lake. 
I just say ice same thing. Almost the same thing as deer camp, except except you're just stepping on. You're standing on ice. I think ice hole, ice house in general. Yeah. No matter what. Yep. Ice hole. You trying to drink or what? Yeah. I mean, I'm down if you guys are. Uh, Mint. I, I'm a peppermint guy. Uh, we know. Yeah. You know. God, he tries to jam Christ. that down our throat every fucking God. day. <laughs> Let me guess. That's your kid's favorite flavor. I got peppermint. also. I uh, I got scolded by my mother for swearing too much on this podcast. So I'm gonna try and mm. clean it up for you guys. Sure. So yeah, just I'll keep it out there. So there, happy birthday, mom. I'll clean it yeah. up for you. I'll One episode. You. One episode of clean. I'll keep you the fucking check. Hey, hey, sorry. Whoa, whoops. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, mute him. He's a, he's got a one minute, uh, <laughs> one minute suspension from the podcast. All right, he's muted. All right, uh, Jared, what do you got? You got to have someone. <laughs> Can't hear him. <laughs> Can't hear him. Uh, uh, what do you got? I got uh, drinking beers on asphalt during a tailgate. It's just awesome to me. Ooh, that is a uh, good spot. So does it. Hey, what's he doing back on? <laughs> <laughs> how come asphalt? Did you? How come asphalt specific? Yeah, I was gonna say what's what's the deal with gravel or concrete? Because you usually can't drink in a parking lot ever. But if yeah. there's a bunch of cars around, it's acceptable. So it just feels good to drink during a tailgate. Yeah, yeah tailgate. Uh, drinking. I think what you're referring to is just drinking in public. Yeah, is this fun and like when there's like. Uh, something going on, like even to to piggyback on what you're saying, like let's say there's a downtown party where they block off some streets. Mm-hmm. You're just drinking in a street. Yeah, that's fun too. Yeah, in a controlled environment, like yeah, that. yeah, I love it. And then you can smell like the barbecue in the air. It's good vibes all. Around. Yeah, I don't want to be the guy at a tailgate doing all the barbecue stuff right. because no. there's so much work that goes mm-hmm. into that. But what the guys that like it love it. I know. Yep. So I want them to do that. They do what they're great at. I'll do what I'm great at and I'll drink and have a good time. Well, because their favorite spot to drink is probably at the grill or at the mm-hmm. smoker or whatever. That's that's right up their alley. Those are the same guys that are shoving way too much wood in their wood. wood <laughs> yes. Stove. So yep. it's very funny. Well, well, so what's very funny is I want you guys to close your eyes and yep. think about the guy who is standing. I'm not talking about just a normal grill. Think about the guy who is standing next to a big old Haas grill. That's a big, like talking big commercial black size grill. And he's wearing like the full chef outfit, cooking ribs, cooking brisket, cooking everything. What's this guy look like to you? Uh, I I see it. I pictured somebody specifically like an actual person. Yeah. My old foreman on the roof. And was this guy, uh, how much did this guy weigh? Yeah. Uh, my guy, my guy three bills. Easy. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. I said. Like no one pictured yeah. a skinny guy doing this. <laughs> no. like, that's what I was He's definitely with. taking blood pressure medicine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we can joke about that yeah. because I'm right around the corner. He definitely has gout oh, yeah, from definitely. all the meat and beer that he's consuming. Okay, yeah. Low fucking blow. No, <laughs> low freaking blow. Mute me. Mute me. I'm out for the 60s. <laughs> My guy was 250 to 260. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's about right. Uh, receipt, big time receding hairline, if not bald. Like they have a minimum weight of 240. And he's wearing a, uh, he's wearing not a, not a polo, but a college t-shirt. Or with a, a quarter zip, zip. With a zip up yep. over top. And lots of sweat. Mm-hmm. Lots of sweat. Yeah. yeah. This guy is sweating unbelievably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's what makes the meat taste good is there's a little extra drip. <laughs> a little more sodium. Ah. Yeah. He doesn't salt sodium. the meat. He does that with hard hard work is sweat how he equity. salts the meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. I know. I, I don't know the guy I'm picturing, but I'm picturing him. 
Yeah, I think we all are picturing the same guy. Honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, yeah. like I, as much as I don't want to stereotype, it's <laughs> just like we're all picturing <laughs> the same guy. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. No, I 100% agree. I think we're right. Uh, you, I have some honorable mentions. Oh, okay. I can rattle them off quick. Um, sports games in general. Yeah. To follow one. tailgate. Concerts, yep. obviously. I got an honorable mention, too. Um, family get-togethers. I almost threw, like, like family get-togethers in there. And then I have an asterisk next to funerals i would that's exactly where i was headed yeah. with an asterisk funeral like, like specifically it, funerals. it feels good to drink at a funeral because it's like it feels normal mm-hmm. you don't feel as sad yes it helps you get over the sadness and actually like pushes you more towards the like hey let's remember all the good things yes. about this person Swap rather than memories. like sad that you're gone i think drinking helps that i don't mm-hmm. know if you guys I would experience that and i think past. look with us we're not very emotional people you get a few beers in us, then we can reminisce about good times. Very true, Tyler. Yeah. Um, one that I had that was like borderline the bar thing. That's why I didn't say it. But drinking at like uh like the uh I we call them stags. Like drinking at uh the VFW or the Legion or something okay. for a. Do you know what a stag is? It's like a party with only dudes get invited and it's a raffle oh. and all that other stuff. It usually raises money for like. Like the firemen have a stag to help raise money for them and all this other stuff. Drinking at one of those events that's like, that's just a stag. Yeah. Only guys just betting, uh, doing raffle items, trying to win guns, trying to win all that stuff. That, hey. And the be- and the beers are always like a buck twenty five. Yeah. yeah, it's like a classic banquet. <laughs> hey, be- hey, yeah, like, but not like a stuffy banquet, like, like a. Like an old time, like a folksy banquet. Well, like I'm thinking of like we used to this. I used to be in this thing called QDMA, like the Quality Deer Management Association. And they would have a banquet at the end of there. It's exactly what you described. Or the uh, uh, what was the VFW event we went for your grandpa? Oh, that was the Veterans Golf Tournament thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. the little dinner they had after. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. Uh, being at a banquet with cheap beers and cool <laughs> shit to win. Is be a vibe being yeah. at a banquet where you get one ticket for a free beer and stuff like yeah. that. Like that beer just yeah. tastes so much better when you pay for it with a ticket. And you yeah. always have tickets left over the next day. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> damn wasted it. beers. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on live auctioneers at those banquets? Because I love it. I love. Them I too. get intimidated though. I've I, never bought anything. Me like, either. But I throw on the hand up. I've I just, never done that. I just love the vibe. Hey, yeah. I know, but isn't it intimidating? Big time why don't they just be like hey do you want to bid on this or not <laughs> it's like am i paying 75 or 50 for this i don't know yeah. 75 Wait. 75 75 50 50 50 give me who's gonna give me 50 hey, that was pretty, pretty good, good. Yeah. i got a buddy oh, sold you're our new auctioneer hundred dollars wait i thought i was paying 50 <laughs> yeah it's very confusing why can't we just do like i get it because it like causes you an anxiety to be like yeah. bid like exactly what you're talking it gets about. Gets people yeah. to make impulse decisions yeah. rather than sitting and looking at a piece of paper and 59, deciding 50, if they can 50, afford 50, 50, it or 50, not. 75, 75. Who's gonna give me 75? Yeah, 75, I, yeah, I feel the same way. I like uh, that it's the impulse decision yeah. thing. They'll get way more money out of that. There's like, oh yeah, they go to they go to school for it, oh, like yeah. auctioneer yeah. school. I had and a couple it's, buddies it's pretty serious. Yep. So mm-hmm. I think we just decided though that if we're sending anyone to auctioneer school, hundred percent. I think he's good enough. I don't think he has to go. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's try it again. Uh, we're all bidding on. Uh, we're gonna bid on this new you betcha hat. 
Bush yeah. Light, you bet you had. Uh, sorry, one thing before we start. It's funny how auctioneers they'll like they'll be going to their pitch, but then they'll just go back to normal voice and be like, God, that's a really nice hat they're looking for. 75, 75. Who's gonna give me oh, 75? Can I get 75? I'll do 75. Anybody? Sir, can I get 80? Give me 80. Give me 80. I, I already give me bid. 80. You, you, I already bid. You gotta go to one of those two. What are we Who's buying? Give me 75, 75, oh, 75. Who's going to be 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100? Who's yep. going to give me 100? Yep, we got 100 here, 150, 150, 150. And, 150. Who's going to give me 150? I love about the auction thing is that, like, literally, I don't have to say anything. All I have to do is just, like, give, like, a little, like, all I have to do is, like, spaz with my shoulder, and yeah. then that counts as a bid. Yeah. Like, I don't have to go, like, yes, I would like to bid. It's just, yeah. like, it's usually just one of these. Hip. Not even that. It's just, like. Okay, so so it's just like a wrist movement. Tyler, what'd you give me? <laughs> I give you 80. 80 okay, 80, we got 80, the, we 80, got it. 80, 81, 81. You can't, God, you can't you custom you bid. He's got to give it to you. Yeah, I got to give it to no, you. No, you can custom bid. You got to so wait for me. Eddie, and I'll go. 1200 and you'll be like 1200 wow did he just do that we got a 1200 1200 1200 brand new you betcha oh we got 1201 that's like the white shroot Eight hundred dollars and one penny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Price is Right too. Just, like uh, when, Ryan wouldn't get when it. Dwight bids on everything at the silent auction, then he's like, "I won! Look at all the stuff I won!" <laughs> and he doesn't realize he has to pay for no, it. That's yeah. Michael Scott, ain't it? Or it's not Dwight. I is thought it? it was Dwight. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Sorry. That'd be <laughs> fun to have a have a you betcha auction. We gotta get a, we gotta get an auctioneer in house. I know one. We have one. You <laughs> you got an apprentice. Yeah. As an auctioneer somewhere. Yeah, I, can, I can shadow an auctioneer. Yeah. You need to find out how long it takes to become an official auctioneer. Um, uh, full expenses paid. I will pay for you to become an auctioneer. Wink, wink. Uh, my dad. <laughs> actually. My dad has an auctioneer friend, and he told me like to practice. You All count. right, Miles, here's the bill. Oh, did I say I was going to pay for that? <laughs> well, uh, you, ne- you, you also, never bid that me up that high. Six months you were gone. Uh, that's unpaid, by well, the way. Well, you know, you went to this auctioneer school. So now sell this auctioneer school to me. Yeah. Set a ten dollar, ten dollar, ten dollar. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, uh, uh, what was your advice for auctioneer? The, the, the practice. Hey, we're here at the 18th annual cattle auction. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Actually. That's pretty good. The mics always sound shitty as fuck too. That like, sounds yeah. Yeah. That's because it's at the banquet hall. Yeah. The banquet hall is the yeah. mics are usually it's from 1985. Charlie Brown. It's like the, yeah, yep. the, the parents. Yeah. That's what it yep. sounds like. Um, is there anyone else we like to drink before we uh I mean just uh all conference honorable mention uh <laughs> on a on a boat pond like yeah. I wasn't gonna mention because I, I, I can't relate to all conference honorable mention. I only oh, know all states, mm, so yeah. you only know b- bug juice flare of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I, I I believe it was Powerade. Bug juice. <laughs> that was a good one, guys. I know. Uh, pretty fucking funny coming. Doesn't even get Capri Sun. Dude, Jared, you can't even finish pretty what fucking, he's say. Pretty fucking funny coming from a guy who's never won a single Player of the Year award at all. You're mute, right. Mute me. You're right. Mute You're me. Right. I didn't even get like jungle juice flavor. <laughs> Bug juice. Uh, what was the alternative to Capri Sun? Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, fuck. Capri Sun player of the year is another good one. 
Uh, here you go. Kool-Aid Start. Jammers. Yeah, Kool-Aid Jammers. jammers. <laughs> Imagine your kid coming home with like, hey, dad, Fucking look. Fucking ro- I'm the Kool-Aid me. God damn it. <laughs> Mute him. <laughs> now it's the, it's just me and you, Tyler. Uh, we're the Kool-Aid Jammer podcasters of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of just like, well, we've said all sport player of the year. All sports dead and gone. All sport was good, though. It was good, but, it you know, it wasn't as good as Powerade. I will give you that. (laughs) So the 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 award itself isn't going to be as good as Powerade. Yeah. Uh, Hey, this is our chance to plug everything we want to plug while Miles is muted. (laughs) (laughs) He's back. All right. I'm back in a big, big way. I won't swear again. I promise, Mom. Sorry. She literally tattled to Charlie Barron's on me. Wow. Charlie was in the office last week. My parents showed up and she starts like because she knows that if she brings it up to Charlie, then like she can get some headway there. You know, like how do yeah. we get this guy to stop swearing? So literally my mom tattled to Charlie Barron's and dude dad about how much I swear on the podcast. So here we are. How does that make you feel, Miles? Um, you know, it feels OK. It's my, it was my mom's birthday yesterday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. She's 20, 29, 32. Never misses. 32. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) She's Uh, like five years older than you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Miles' mom trying to keep him from swearing is like, you know, back in the day when he was drinking bug juice and Capri Sun (laughs) playing playing in the yard. Miles, what did you just say? This is a classic. Guy gets one good joke. <laughs> just tries to run it into the ground. I needed one more, and I'm done. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Unless it comes up again. That one was a stretch, right? Miles, <laughs> you cannot even start. <laughs> I am here. I would like. I would like. <laughs> give me the Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream cake if you got it. <laughs> At least Ryan tried to change the joke up. I know, I know. Okay, <laughs> I'm back. I won't yell into the mic. I won't do won't it. Swear. <laughs> I won't swear. It's I won't a new yell you. into the mic. <laughs> I like how we, whenever you do that Dairy Queen thing, and it gets louder every single <laughs> yeah. time. The mic gets mu- more muffled every single week. <laughs> These are <laughs> nice the mics. Where? They're probably really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> They're just shattered inside. We need to do like a storyline. We go to DQ with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never look at a DQ the same. <laughs> no, me either. Everyone's just uncomfortable <laughs> at the dinner queen with Tyler. All right, Tyler, your turn to order. And we're all just standing behind him with like wide eyes. Like, what's he going to order? Yeah. <laughs> Will you guys be like happy a- or sad if I just get a blizzard? <laughs> I'll be, wow. <laughs> that means that you already Depends. got your fill that week. Uh, I think. Yeah. It'd probably be a mini, you mini blizzard. Quota. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is getting long. We got the professor on. Let's get okay, it together. Professor's coming up. Professor was great. Um, it's a fascinating <laughs> world. The streetball world is. I uh, I did not. Like, obviously, I knew the, the streetball world as it was like on face value of like and one, all that other stuff. And uh, but once you start talking to the professor and everything that went behind the scenes, pretty cool world and uh how everything well that and how everything uh got laid out and uh how he was able to make the team and all that stuff so um we're gonna take a break and then we have the professor on you betcha radio which is a cool moment because he uh he tells us a, a a good story about our boy 
Troy Escalade Jackson. So a couple of them. Yeah, we're gonna take a break and uh, we'll be back with the professor. Ryan, are you thirsty? Always. Always. Ryan, are you feeling a little uh, maybe tired? Mm, always. Well, I have a deal for you. Ooh. This sounds right up your alley. This sounds right up your way. And it is the Holiday Station Store's super silly and super... <laughs> damn it. I was <laughs> uh, it's the Holiday Station Store's Sip and Save Beverage Subscription. You pay $5.99 a month. You get either one... You get one of these every single day. You either can get a coffee, you can get a fountain pop, or you can get a frozen something. Every single day for all 30 days. Nice. That means it's, what do we calculate the math to? 20 Six, cents. 20 cents a day for a coffee every single day. Don't go to those fancy coffee places. They're going to charge you one arm and one leg and one other what? leg. Yeah, month's rent pretty much. Month's rent for a coffee. You got to go to Holiday, go up to the counter, say, I need the Holiday Station Shores Super Sip and Save Beverage Subscription. And they're going to be like, okay, you got $5.99? And he'll say, yep, because that's affordable. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> like one coffee at the other place. You can find that in the couch. You can find that in the couch. You go in your couch, find $5.99, no more, no less. You get a coffee every single day. Head to Holiday gas stations look for the blue neon um on the corner can't miss it holiday gas stations head there now get the sip and save wow boom if you're wondering that was a five pound bag (laughs) of bulk jerky jerky (laughs) this was the sweet and spicy brisket kind Ryan, you're a big brisket guy. Favorite meat. It's it's uh it's chewy, it's uh, moist, moist. Um, and all this comes from bulk jerky. Everybody, bulk jerky is. Uh, this is one sponsor that like collectively across the board. We just were like, this is big no brainer. Mm-hmm. It's perfect, right? We we were sent some samples. We tried it. We were like, I gotta have this for a long time. And luckily, you're going to have this bulk, this bulk beef jerky for a long time because of this gigantic five-pound bag. You literally can barely see me over this five-pound bag. <laughs> um, your chair goes out a bit. Your chair goes out a yeah. bit. You're not going to be able to see me behind this bulk beef jerky bag. Like We're not kidding. This thing is massive. Um, it's got five pounds of meat in it. And uh, all you got to do is just keep it in the fridge, and it's going to last months. Like months and months. You can literally eat jerky every single day for months. For months. Just put it in your kid's bowl. Mm-hmm. Put it in a bowl and let them just munch on it throughout the day. Yeah, that's what I, I left this weekend with you, Miles. I just left a bag of bulk jerky yeah. and that's how my family sustained themselves. <laughs> yeah, your kid is just sitting there watching uh, uh, kids watch. <laughs> Blue's yeah. Clues. And he was just munching on bulk mm-hmm. beef jerky bag. And he came back better than ever. And he probably looked much more muscular because mm-hmm. yeah. this has a ton of protein, ton of stuff that's good for you. Right, Ryan? You're the health Big guy. time protein, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Snack yeah. time. Um, so if you want yourself a, a five-pound bag of bulf, 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 <laughs> bulk beef jerky, you're going to have to go to bulkbeefjerky.com slash you betcha, and you'll just automatically get 10% off. 
You don't have to do anything else. Immediately. Bulkbeefjerky.com slash you betcha. Y-O-U-B-E-T-C-H-A. And you get 10% off your order. You buy it on the line. They send it to your house. And if you're someone that doesn't want the five-pound bag, they got all sorts of different stuff. The old school rip and chew. They got Texas style. They even have jerky for your dog. Ooh, really? Jack can have some jerky. Jerky and a dog. Jack the jerky dog is what we're going to call him, Tyler. So, um, again, go to bulkbeefjerky.com slash you betcha. 10% off. Boom. Bada boom, bada bang. All right, here's our interview with the professor. Guys, we would love and we are very happy to have with us today the professor. You may have known him from from the N1 mixtape tour. You now know him as a YouTuber and um I honestly it sound like you're just you're kind of a business guy now too, which I love that about that. So, um thanks for coming on. Dude, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, man. Glad to be on with you guys. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy how like we got to this point because we were just talking some some nostalgia stuff and the uh, and one brand kind of came up in our mind of like, you know, the style that it was and how it just kind of like all of a sudden took over and was competing in the world of like mm-hmm. the Nikes and all that and like kids are wanting the shoes and the jerseys and all that and naturally the mixtape tour came up and then Next thing you know, we're talking about you and Escalade and sick with it and all of those. And we're like, this is just like it was such a like awesome period of time for like basketball and streetball and fashion and all that stuff. And so um, this is really cool that you're on here. And uh, honestly, I'm 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 mostly just want to hear some stories that you got from that time period. And then we'll then we'll eventually we'll kind of talk to what what you're doing now. But just like walk me through of like how in your mind it, it went from, you know, and one being a, a smaller brand to all of a sudden it's like street ball is like a massive thing going on on ESPN and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. ESPN definitely thwarted it to the, to the forefront of culture, but you know, it all started with mixed VHS tapes, 1999. They had the and one mixtapes on VHS and I believe five of those had come out and I believe volume five was on DVD. And I think that came out early 2003. So they were on volume five and, uh, or excuse me, I believe they were on volume four or five when the ESPN TV show started, which was 2002. And then by 2003, that was the year I went to try out the team. And I was just going to watch my idols play. And I was going as a fan. And then I found out they were having tryouts before the game. So I stepped into the open run and said, Hey, I got nothing to lose. I shook a couple people, the crowd going nuts. <laughs> so my homie, uh, big bro, prime objective. He was out there. He was the first one to see me. And so he was like, yo, you, he sent me to the side. Like you gotta be one of the candidates to go in. And then as it narrowed down, it was me and another guy. We got picked to go in the building and play against team man one. Cause that was, <clears throat> kind of how they were doing things. They were searching for new talent. This was season two on ESPN. And then yep. basically uh, I go through the whole series of elimination and end up winning a contract, you know, with An one next thing I know my idols are my teammates, but the the rise of An one really, really was predicated on first taking over the basketball world, like from like an underground cult following. And then to get in that TV show on ESPN for six years, that was, that was big. 
So that that recruiting process is fascinating to me. What's it like to not only try out in front of a crowd, but you're trying out against your idols? Does that like put a chip on your shoulder or does that make you nervous? Well, I was just happy to be there. Different guys approach it differently. You know, I was a guy who played two, three minutes a game in college. You know what I mean? That, that previous season, I was in community college. I only played two, three minutes a game. And if the game was close, I didn't even go in the game. So for me, I was just happy to be there. What I didn't know is I improved like two or 300% after my <laughs> freshman year. And that first game, one game, I had like 25 points. Yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I'm going against Sigwood. Sigwood, it was the MVP of the Drew League not too long, not too long before that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a couple of years prior to that. So I had just gotten a lot better. Um, but I was just happy to be there as a fan. Like I said, when the TV show came on, the TV show was about two weeks behind what was happening in real time. So by the time midsummer, the TV show came on, mind you, I'm a kid. I'm not even taking in all that they're telling me. Everything's moving so fast. So when I see it, I'm hoping that one of my buckets gets on there so I can like pause it and I can call the homies and tell them like, you know, <laughs> what, what was that on the episode? Yeah. And I didn't even know. I was like the star of the show and the people trying the whole TV show was predicated around the people trying out. I didn't even know that. You yeah. Know I mean? yeah. So I'm, I'm blown away. One basket on ESPN would have been lit. Like that would have been above expectation. You know what I mean? If I yeah. was in the background, that still would have been cool to me at that time. <laughs> yeah. You'd have been pausing it, taking a picture of it yourself and then zooming in. Well, like I made it. hundred percent, hundred percent. So everything was above and beyond. And uh, yeah, it was a movie, man. It was a movie. I was like, yeah, and I got a couple questions too. Like, it had to have been kind of fun to be on the road with all those guys, and like almost feel like you guys are a band type of feel. You know, like is that kind of how it was, or like talk to me about traveling around and doing the events and and putting on a show and all that stuff. What that was like? Oh yeah, we were rock stars. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was too much fun. I'll leave it at that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but no, it was, it was cool. Cause there was like six buses, you know, there was like uh, two player buses, a couple production buses, staff bus or whatever. And, uh, the buses were lit. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it was like a real like tour bus. So <clears throat> you had your own bunk or whatever. And then we took it, we stayed at five star hotels only. So we were doing that. And, um, yeah, we would always like leave right after the game, unless there was like an after party that night we had to go to. We would always get on the bus and leave after the game, and uh, we had some great times, man. I'm not gonna lie, it was <laughs> a lot, it was a lot of fun, man. Well, especially for someone that's college age too. Like that is the peak party time for normal people, let alone being on a tour. Yeah, I mean, it was peak party time for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me, it's funny though because I had no. Prior to that, I had no social life. You know what I mean? Like all I did was practice basketball. Yep. So like for me being thwarted into like rock star life, I, I was loving it, but it was all new to me. So I, like you said, that's prime party time. Like when I was in community college, I wasn't partying at all though. I was just, I had no life. I was, I was antisocial almost like, so it kind of like broke me into being more social and get out having a good time, but I was loving it, you know? Yeah. And uh, kind of speaking of those good times, uh, I know you were uh, very good friends with uh, Troy Jackson, a.k.a. Escalade. And uh, that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you come on is we think that he's just like he was just like a awesome, not only like player, but he was just like what he represented was just 
don't know, it was really cool to me. Like he was just like the big guy. He didn't really seem to give a shit and he was just going to be him and do his thing. And I know you guys were, uh, you guys were good buddies. And so honestly, I, I'm curious, like for you to kind of let us know what it was like, you know, playing with him and being friends and, and if you got any, uh, funny stories, that'd be fun too. I have a billion stories, but uh, <laughs> Escalade was a great friend. Um, when I first got on there, he was kind of like a mentor to me because I was a kid. Everybody's grown men. You know what I mean? Like I was 18 years old, but I really like matured. I'm a late bloomer. You know what I mean? Like yep. maturity wise, I was like 15 or 14. You know what I mean? Even though I'm 18. So <laughs> the other guys, they felt like older dudes to me. So I didn't really feel like I can connect with them. But Escalade was one of the only guys who kind of like, would make an effort to see how I'm doing and then like, give me advice and chop it up a little bit. So, so that was cool. And then later as time went on, we became friends because, you know, you spend six to eight months out of the year on tour overseas and all that. We became real. He was like literally my closest friend, you know, later on he, he typed, he was funny too. He went to bed at like five in the morning. Like he partied all night. <laughs> like, like I could like escalator call me at like 1.00 AM like it's noon, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Like, like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I'm just getting oh, some food, on. trying to get them go about my day. You know, I'm figuring out where I'm going to go party at. You know, and you're like, I'm like in bed, man. <laughs> that just became normal, and it was funny too, because like he'll call me. It's 1 a.m. Pacific time, right? So it's at the 4 a.m. on the East Coast. He'll call me, and then like I would be kind of like awake because I was just we were used to just staying up late at that point, right? So I don't know what I'd be doing, and he'd be like, "You'll be like." Why you sound like it's noon right now? Like, why you up like it's noon? And I'm like, as of 4 a.m. where you're at, so what you doing? Like, what you mean? <laughs> it'd always be like that. But then, um, man, funny stories. Gosh, I have so many stories. But, you know, when whenever anybody asks me, I draw a blank. But one sticks out of my head. It was pretty funny. We went to Puerto Rico for the first time. This is like 06. And we we're going to have a game out there. So we, we touched down at the hotel, like in the city and, we were kind of tired. We were like, we need some food first. So we walked to go get food, probably like 10 blocks from the hotel. We're just walking around, checking it out, right? Puerto Rico's beautiful. And then uh, on the way back to the hotel, like the cops were like 100 yards behind us. But every turn we made, they kept like following. They were like following us, but they were like going slow. Yeah. So we kept looking over our shoulder like, what the hell going on? You know what I mean? And I think... I think like while we were at lunch, we got into some like trash talk confrontation with some dudes that came up and started talking crazy or something. Right. Yeah. So the cops were following us and we didn't know what's going on. Like in our head, we're kind of thinking like, were we too disrespectful to the dudes? Like what's, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do something wrong. Cause like, I think even like S or we had to talk some girls or something that were out there like the night before, you know what I mean? So we don't know why would this cop be following us? Like, did we do something wrong? So we keep making turns. We're intentionally making turns now, trying to get back to the hotel. The cop keep following us. Now it's like 50 yards behind us. So we're like, the hell, you know what I mean? So we turn, we made one last turn. We kind of like ran to the hotel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ran, <laughs> ran to the hotel, go upstairs. And then I was like, I guess we shook him, you know what I mean? And so then I get a call to my room. I was like, oh, what's this? So I answer his S. He's like, yo, he's like, uh, cops want us to come downstairs. <laughs> I was like, serious? He's like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. They want us to come down there. That's, that's what the, the front desk just told me. I was like, all right, cool. So we go downstairs and then the cops, they just wanted pictures and an autograph. 
<laughs> yeah, you guys are all paranoid and like, okay, this ain't good. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not in a place that I'm necessarily used to being. Like, I'm just trying to get back to the hotel. Here right. it is. They're, they're just fans, man. What he's so paranoid about? Super funny. Yeah, super funny. I I love that. But uh, yeah, that's one that stuck out in my head. I never forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk to me a little bit about because uh, obviously what you guys did was not, you guys were actually all very great at playing basketball but it also like there's an element of you play some stuff up for the entertainment of the crowd and like you gotta get the crowd involved with it too right talk to me a little bit about that and like kind of how escalade was at it and and kind of what your mentality was to like get the crowd involved and you know you're, you're there to entertain yeah you know for, for Escalade, he was just a natural showman. Like, the way he even played regular ball, he threw a lot of, like, no-look passes and stuff like that. His brother's Mark Jackson. Yeah. Mark Jackson yeah. was a beast showman. You know what I mean? Like, if you see Mark play at the Rucker, be- I mean, Mark was a beast in the NBA. He threw, like, the no-look passes, had little dances. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Um, but, you know, Mark played street ball, too. So, Escalade was, like, just a mini. Like, now, looking back on it, especially after he passed, I could see, like, even the way he – talked everything was mark he got his whole formula from mark you know what i mean yep. like the way he joked the way he entertains the room even how he played and all that so for him to entertain it was effortless to him you know what i'm saying he'll back somebody down he's already way bigger than them he likes to palm the ball one hand he'll like he'll like put it around uh over your head or like under your body he'll turn around he'll lay it up yeah like, <laughs> you know what i'm saying looking at you but um, for me, when I first got on the tour, it was, it was a high level hoopers. So people don't know, like we play, we're playing overseas pros. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. when I played, my goal was to just hang, you know what I'm saying? I was just trying to hang, but then also try to incorporate a little bit of flash. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, I, I wish I could have played in the animal with my skills nowadays. Cause now I just spam showtime. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think, yeah. obviously I, I want to play at a high level, but now I, it's so clear to me, like what this genre is and how you're valuable and where you belong as far as in the world of b-ball entertainment that I approach it way different. But back then it was so high level. I was just trying to hang, you know what I mean? Like the dudes were beasts. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll be, I got my ass busted a few times. You know what I mean? Like by D one pros, I only had one year community college experience. (laughs) So like I I literally was just trying to hang. And then when we go overseas, we played division two or division one pro teams. So that was always a challenge too. But I just made sure I tried to get my showtime in early, actually, because the way it was when I was a young dude, sometimes I only get the ball five to 10 times a game because the young, the OGs were, they're doing their thing. You know what I mean? So I'd only fall a few times. So I had to go straight to the showtime, try to get out the way and then just try to play high level B-ball and be like fairly fundamental to hang. Cause there was a large element of N1 basketball that wasn't seen on TV shows. Like you had to win. So, so nobody was going to let you do no show time. Nobody was going to let you get no buckets. You know, like that was, that was a funny myth with that one. Like it was staged or whatever. Yeah. That's so. always a, the, the question. I think that, the, that all of us watching from the outside in of like, does the defense purposely let you do your thing or, you know, kind of not go too intense on trying to take the ball from you and all that stuff. So you're saying that that wasn't true at all. Oh, not at all. No, but I see how that, that stigma is there. People ask me my YouTube videos are fake all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They think set up or whatever, but 
no, I mean, it was hard, you know? And then like, we lost some games. You know what I mean? Like when I was, when I was trying out, we beat team man one twice. I hit, I had a buzzer shot one time in Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> and then I hit a buzzer shot in Madison square garden. And like, they were sick. You know what I'm saying? There was games we lost. See, those games were different because there was so much showtime that even though they lost the game was still lit. You yes, know what I mean? So yeah, they could yeah. like, they could probably like rest on that a little easier. Now there were some games when I was on that one where we lost and it wasn't even showtime. So if you went to the game, it was kind of like a dud. Yes. Hard. You know what I mean? That was hard because the reality is you're going to lose some games. You know what I mean? But yes. that's the original Anwan crew. The team we had from like 03 to 06 was insanely talented though. We're playing top level pros yeah. and we would beat, we would beat them and put on a show. Like, like that's hard to do, right? You're going to lose 10% or less of the games, but we only lost like one or two games a year. Yeah. Like, what we yeah. did though, everybody panicked. Like <laughs> corporate be pissed off, coaches pissed off, players panicking, everybody point fingers. And like I feel like I was like, am I gonna lose my job? Like, dang, like <laughs> being allowed to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's that's the expectation they set though. Dudes were so good. Like, yeah. I ain't gonna lie, it was it was a special time, man. A special time. That's why I like and I credit that my whole and one run of playing with the OGs. That's why I'm good now. Cause like I go play somebody in the street, like <laughs> You don't even have a shot. You know what I'm saying? Girl yeah. playing against sick witted and, uh, you know, AO hot sauce, you know, even like bone collector sick, you know, you don't have yeah. a shot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So that, let's kind of transition to you. You brought up your YouTube videos. Um, kind of the last question I have on like even past and present here, like when you're doing like when you're doing your thing, and making you're doing your moves and like obviously there's a lot of time behind the scenes of like trying to figure out what your next move's gonna be what's how you're gonna link them together all that stuff is it that that you are like constantly trying to like invent new ways to do moves and and shake someone and all that or is it like you kind of just feel it more in the moment and and what kind of happens happens like how how do you like I wouldn't even know where to start on like coming up with the stuff that you, that you do like second nature, you know? Yeah. And people often ask me that. And, and it's funny because the truth is a little bit of a mix of both. Yeah. I believe so, that. So I can go play a game and just have purely instinct and don't really think about it too much, but it's always better. It's always better if I start thinking about moves and, and the way I just naturally think about the game in general, I'm always thinking how I can entertain more. What new moves can I do? What new combos can I put together? But the reality is you can't, you can't preconceive everything and go execute it because the defense is never going to play you how you want them to in your yep. head. You know what I mean? Yep. So you can think of a couple moves you want to pull off, but the rest just has to be instinct, just playing, just hooping and playing ball. So for me, it's a mix of both. You know what I mean? All the time. Like even just like, just like last night, I was showing my cousin like, yo, you think this combo's lit? And like, I didn't have a ball. I was just like air dribbling. <laughs> we were like, we were at a restaurant. And I was showing him and he's like, yo, he's like, you're such a kid, bro. You air dribbling. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am. So, yeah, I think that also means like you actually really love doing it. And I think that if you're, you know, whether you're drawing ideas on a napkin, if you're doing this or that or air dribbling, I think it like shows that you actually really love what you do. So I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, one thing that also goes into uh, preconceiving what you're going to do for us it's like we're very strategic about what the concept of the video is, where we're going, 
all that really weighs into how many views you're going to get. So we really do plan hard. But as far as the b-ball goes, yeah, it's kind of a mixed ball. Yeah. So what? Let's we fast forward to now. Are you doing events and and any sort of tour stuff now, or is it the main focus been on on your YouTube channel and and content? Well, the whole those are one and the same. So if somebody wants to book me for a, a game. I'm basing it on what kind of content it's going to be. I'm not gotcha. basing it on the live show only because like when people book me for an exhibition, like some people have big checks, but like, like nowadays it almost doesn't become worth it because like the, the content game is so profitable. You know what I mean? Yes. If I, if I was going to do my do be on a tour, like it'd be one that I hosted probably, you know what I mean? Because yeah. people still book me. They want to book me for street ball games and pay me the fee that I was paid 15 years ago. But <laughs> It doesn't make no sense, you know? Yeah. It's much different now, yeah. What was that transition like, going from entertaining the live crowds to now having to be meticulous entertaining through a camera? Well, it's still live crowds. Like, I don't, I don't even, like, I don't even want to do a vlog if there's not people watching while we're hooping, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I like that. So, some of, you can find some of my older videos where, like, there's nobody there, which is, like, hooping, but it's whack honestly like the vlog is gonna be way lit if you go to a court where there's passerby traffic yeah people people stop and now they're captivated like the recent video i just uploaded yesterday i went to venice i was doing like a nerd little nerd video and like we just started playing two and two nobody was there but then after like 10 minutes it was like packed you know what i mean yeah so i love that for a vlog so it still is playing against a live crowd that's always that's still what you aim for it doesn't always happen but 90 percent of the time yeah, I love that. Um, well, cool. Well, well, we appreciate coming on. I, I, I'm wondering if you got any, you got one more uh, great story you could tell us about uh, you and Escalade back in the day. One more great story. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, well, there's the infamous one that was actually on a TV show. People still remember it to this day. This is when I was a rookie trying out for the team, but I had been on there like over half the summer at this point. So escalate, we're already like kind of friends. And, uh, but they always had rookie hazing stuff. So like we would have to like run sprints or do pushups at random times. One time they made us carry around these, like these dolls that we brought at like a truck stop or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But one, one that was funny people always remember is that. So at that time people were asking us for mad autographs. This is kind of like before selfie culture, right? So yes. Those by autograph. So Escalade made me and Spider. He said, like, when people asked us for an autograph, we had to speak in third person and be like, yo, professor, don't sign no autographs. You had to, I had to say it like that. <laughs> I had to say that and then, like, just dip out. So, or no, no, no. I just had to say that. That was just the rule. So they said he said it on the camera and TV show. And then, like, I kind of forgot about it. But then we, I think we were like going to a mall or something. And then we were in the parking lot. And this dude, of course, he comes up with this whole family, right? Like five or six of them. Yep. Hey, Professor Man, he's like, can I get an autograph? And then, like, <laughs> I looked at S, he looked at me, and, like, I kind of knew I had to say it. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, Professor, don't sign no autographs. You know what I mean? And then I just, like, I just got on the bus and dipped out. But, like. <laughs> <laughs> I had to feel so terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, the dude, the dude was grown. The dude's, like, in his 50s. You know what I mean? And he had kids who were, like, in their teens or 20s or whatever. So. That's why I just got on the bus and left. I was like, I don't want to be there. But nobody, people didn't forget that. Like, people still see me today and they'll be like, Professor, don't sign the autographs. I'm like, (laughs) good memory. Like, that was just a part. That was like a little snippet on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he was funny. Everything was always like, 
we were always joking like that. You know what I mean? If I really sat here and dug, I probably could, I could bring out some banger stories, but some of them are like too rated R, you know what I mean? The Escalade always, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah, I get that. Yeah. Funny. They're like made for a Netflix special or something. His jokes. Yeah. Uh, telling those stories would be on HBO. That doesn't get it on cable TV. ESPN, yes. ESPN's not going to air those, but HBO might. There you go. Right. <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, those are awesome. Um, we were uh, super stoked when we found out that you uh, were willing to come on and, and hang out for a little bit. So we really appreciate it. Uh, we want you to plug your stuff. Where can our listeners find all your content? Yeah, yeah. Check me out. YouTube and Facebook, Professor Live. Instagram and TikTok is at The Professor. So check me out. Clothing is at GlobalHooper.com. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you guys, man. Yeah, yeah thank this, you. This was fun. We appreciate taking the time and uh, um, have a good one, man. All right, man. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later. See ya. Ryan, what did you think of the professor? He's a good, good guy. Good, good guy. He's my, a good, good guy. My question to you is, could you lock the professor up? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> He'd go in between your legs so and like, off your head. I understand that uh, ankles broken is like a metaphor or a, a figurative language. My ankles would actually just bust in half. Yeah, yeah. Carson Wentz style. Double uh, ankle sprain. <laughs> double ankle sprain is what <laughs> I would have. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I could bang down. I could box them out maybe. Yeah, you could get some boards. I mean, no, well, not even that. He probably could jump over me. I was gonna say he'd probably get around you somehow. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got in today's world is just in basketball. Is just I, I can box a guy out. Sure, because I honestly, because I just have more heart. Yeah, that's all you need in basketball. Boxing out is just all heart. Yep. And I don't and know. Hips. Well, heart, but, heart and hips, but mostly a heart. If you just got more heart than the other guy, you got to have heart. Yeah. Uh. A wise man once said, you got to have heart. And uh, so that's the same with boxing people out down low. <laughs> same exact thing. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. So um, got to have heart. That's probably the only thing I got going for me against the professor in a one-on-one. Or you just go for his. No. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, the professor, for coming on. He definitely didn't have to do that. But uh, fun for him to. To kind of, uh, here we are. We started with uh, snap pants, rip off pants, and and we interviewed the, the professor. professor. <laughs> so, um, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of You Betcha Radio. Subscribe to us everywhere. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, send it to a friend. Send it to a friend. Follow me, You Betcha Guy, on Instagram. It's pretty much it. That's the only other handles we have in this company. Um, so don't follow any other ones. At Frank Jibs. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's Jared's burner account. Oh. Wait a fuck. swore mute me. Mute him. Mute. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode. Uh, may your ranch always be runny. Your bush lattes cold, be cold. Cheers, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how do you spell jibs? I can't give it all away. Jared's like, you son of a bitch. Oh my.